The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have a guest that I'm really, really, really excited about. And it's kind of a cool story about how I found this person. So I wanted to share that before I introduce her. So one of the ways that people often find guests for podcasts, and and a lot of times when I do the intuitive readings on the show, this is how I find my guests, is these Facebook groups where you can ask for a guest or ask to be a guest on someone else's show. And I don't spend a lot of time finding my guests this way, typically, because what happens is you put up a post and like 50, 60, 70 people all want to be on your show. And yours truly finds that a little bit overwhelming. But I did this probably, I think, six months ago. I was just kind of in a lull in terms of finding people. And so I did one of these posts and lo and behold, like 60 people replied and I I followed up with some of them and I didn't end up getting any guests from that particular post. But there was somebody who posted and I remember at this point, I was just so over this whole idea of getting people from the Facebook group and and she kind of interested me and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep you in mind for the next round. And the next round was never to be. But the other day I got a little notification from Facebook that someone had commented on a poster and I wasn't even paying attention. I just followed the notification and lo and behold, it brought me back to that post from about six months ago on my post from our guest today, Catherine Flynn. And I didn't even realize what was going on when I saw the post. I just, all of a sudden, my attention is drawn to this person's comment. And I'm like, once again, I think, wow, that would be a very interesting person to have on the show. And then I looked a little closer and I saw that I had replied to her comment and said, ooh, you'd be a very interesting person to have on the show. So anyway, it's just such a great example of how our guidance works and how even if you miss something the first time, if it's meant to be, you know, the guides will keep nudging you. And so that is how our guest today, Catherine Flynn, came to join us. And I'm going to do my best to introduce you, Catherine, but then I want you to kind of clarify because I'm going on memory. What intrigued me about Catherine's work is that she's a channeler and we haven't actually had anyone who channels on the show. And also that she channels the Druids, which I don't know, but something about that just really, really intrigued me. So um, that's all I'm going to say. Catherine, welcome. Can you share with listeners a little bit about you and what you do? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I do channel druids. And for those of you who don't know, I know some people are like, well, what are they? Or they only know about them in the mythical sense is they lived on earth from approximately where they're thinking about 300 BC to about 13, 1400 AD. And were really the healers of their time, really connected to the energy of the earth, you know, lived outside the city centers and, and just kind of were their own connection to the earth and the and the energies there. And so they're, since they're so earthly bound, you know, a lot of my messages that they give to people are on life purpose, they're on direction, connecting to the elements, how to make sure that the body is truly utilizing the what the earth provides us for nourishment or for healing. And as you saw earlier, they're, they're kind of funny sometimes. They're pretty direct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was tuning into her guidance before we hit live because I always say a little prayer where I connect with the guides. And yeah, your guides are, they're the bomb. They're so funny. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So they're, you know, they really just work with me so I can really help others really understand where they're at. And they have really become an integral part of my life. Um, In addition to, you know, readings I do and life purpose coaching, you know, they're also helping me expand into other areas and other healing modalities and other areas. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun and I'm constantly learning too. I love that. And I know my own experience with my guides I don't channel, but I do hear them and I do share their wisdom, but it's a learn as you go kind of process, right? Like people say, well, how did you learn to do this? Or how did you learn to do that? I haven't done a lot of human trainings when it comes to developing my intuition a little bit at the beginning. Um, I have no certifications on the woo side. I have some, you know, on my psychology counseling side by necessity, but it's all, you know, I say self-taught, right? But we're really not self-taught. I mean, maybe higher self-taught. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For me, it happened out of the blue one day. I just started channeling. So I never kind of realized that I was psychic or, but I would know stuff, but you know, I just said, oh, I just figured that out or I guess. And then I started taking a tarot card class is how I got into it and showed up, didn't even have the deck out of the cellophane, never looked at a deck before, but something drew me to take this class. And so it was during one of their practice sessions, probably four or six months after I took the class where I happened to just channel one night and oddly enough, I was the only one who showed up along with the tarot teacher and then the director of the center that the tarot class was taught at. And luckily she knew what was happening because I had no clue. And my tarot teacher was kind of like, what's happening? And that was kind of the beginning of it for me. And that was guides. And then it kind of slowly evolved into the Druids and as it continues to evolve to different beings as well. Wow. That's beautiful. And I've always understood too, like when we channel or when we connect with guides, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel it's how they present to us. So there's something in their energy. There's something, I don't always think of them as unique beings, though they can be. Mm -hmm. I often think about a lot of times the face that a guide puts on for us is the face and the energy that we need to connect with or that we need to communicate. And I'm wondering what your take on that is because it popped into my brain. Yeah, I look at it as there are specific energies. For most of my druids, I actually don't see their face. Um, to me, they look like monks. They've got the cloak on, they've got their brown there. But there's one in particular who wears white that I can see his face. And he, to me, kind of looks like Dumbledore from Harry Potter. So <laughs> kind of like how I know him. But the difference is, is that it's very human of us to want faces, to want names, to want all of that. I just connect with their energy. If I ask them for a name, they'll give me one, but I don't connect with them that way. And so they are kind of giving us that specific. So we do have that connection. Um, I know I was a druid in a lot of past lives. So I think I probably have that. That's why I'm working with them in this life and why they're coming to me and probably why I need more of that 
human side at times. Um, but yeah, I would totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And that's a beautiful energy too, that I'm being told wants to uh, reconnect with the earth. So mm-hmm. that is an energy of um, beings. And uh, I want to hear this from you, not <laughs> to be so talky, but uh, I'm just being told it's an energy of beings that have worked very closely with the energy of the earth through her incarnation, through everything. Mm-hmm. They were active at a particular time as we understood them as the Druids. So they've been with us before and after that as well. And they just want to be here and bring that energy to earth at this time. That's completely right. They really want to work with us to heal the earth. And when we heal the earth, we heal ourselves because everyone always says, oh, I'm a spiritual being. Oh, I'm a being of light, which is true. But our bodies that we have decided to inhabit during this life, they are from earth. Like they are truly as earthbound and they need that grounding energy. And they need to understand that what the earth can provide is almost stronger and almost better for the body itself than what the celestial light and energy can provide. Because, you know, when we get sick, we go downward. We have to go back into the earth. You know, we look at medicines, which, you know, I'm a proponent of more natural stuff. Um, You know, so we look at what the foods we eat. We need to look at, you know, how the water we are consuming is, um, the energy. You know, do you go walk in the grass and bare feet? You know, are you getting truly that energy that you need? And so they really want to work with us to understand that, We came into this world, into this life to be in earth and to experience all of her energies, all of the elements, you know, the water, the wind, the oceans, the rivers, you know, you can go down to the very small level of those different energies from those four basic elements. And that's really what they want us to do and understand that they always tell me, they're like, if everyone would just give gratitude for the earth and what she's provided, including the body that you're inhabiting, everything would be, would be healed. Like the wow. sense of gratitude just can heal everything. Um, and I see it for the illness too. Yeah. If you just give gratitude for what you have and let go of that, what you're holding on to, you can heal yourself. That's beautiful. And I think that that's very, very, very accurate. And I think too, you know, early on in my practice, and probably because I was one of these people myself, I would see people come in and they were quote unquote, very spiritual and very spiritually oriented. And when they would connect with their spirituality, they would fly out the top of their heads (laughs) and leave their bodies. And I mean, shamans, a lot of people do have that experience of leaving the body when they do healing work. And I'm not against it. However, I feel that I've always been taught we're here to have an embodied experience. We are here to be human and to bring our energy and our love and our light and our wisdom into this human experience. And so to a certain extent, you got to be here. You have to be present. And Mm -hmm. it's a good thing to be present. And then also, like you were saying before, if you keep flying out of the body and putting your energy elsewhere, your body suffers. It suffers because it needs you to be interacting with it and be loving it and embracing it. Yeah, that's completely true. And I, I went through that challenge as well. And I still battle that, you know, leaving, you know, as a channel, I go up, I leave, I, I connect upward, but it's really finding that balance to reconnect down so that we are giving it what it needs and that understanding that we are here, Yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to take off, you know, that's, that's the easy route. It's hard to stick in your body and to, and to stay more grounded. Beautiful. And agree. All right. Tell me a little bit more about the process of channeling for you, because we've never had anyone who does it. Are you a conscious channel or an unconscious channel? 
Uh, I would call myself more of a semi-conscious channel. Okay. So I look at it, I can channel in three ways. So one is kind of more of a semi-trance where my voice changes, uh, my mannerisms change, kind of all of that. But I'm, I always tell people I'm still around enough that if the building started on fire, I could get out. It's not like I'd just be stuck in that mode. So I'm still having... That's helpful. Yeah, a little bit of control there. I'm I'm still a little bit of a control freak. Um, So I have that. And then I have something where I call it where I'm a conscious channel, where they're kind of giving it to me and I'm just kind of letting it flow through. My voice is still similar, but my um, the rhythm of my voice will change. And then I have what I call an interpretive channel where they're giving it to me and it's kind of spitting out in their words, but I'm letting it be a little more humanized. Because what I find with channels is that it's so high level. And it's so hard to understand that you have to really humanize it. And the difference that I am compared to a lot of channels I've met is I can actually remember for about an hour afterwards. And so when I work with people or even in group settings, it's like I can then humanize it for them and say, okay, what questions do you have? Okay, this is what they meant as I'm still interpretive channeling and they're telling me stuff to really make it a little more humanized instead of this high level information that you're like, okay, now what do I do with it? Wow. Wow. You said so much in there. Um, first of all, I guess I am a channel <laughs> because yeah. by your definition, because I do a two and three, I just don't do the first one. So thank you for that. Cause I You're didn't welcome. know people keep telling me that, but you know, it's just your words, but yeah, no, I think the other point that you made is so powerful. I love certain channel texts. I don't read or listen to a lot of channels. Sometimes the energy throws me off, but if you listen to some of them, my, one of my favorites is Paul Selig, mm-hmm. you know, I like to just listen to him and then just kind of tune out and and go into what I call listening with a soft mind where I don't try to figure it out. I just sort of let it come in and I let whatever wants to come out to me, come out to me, come into my, you know, get my attention and I focus on that. But if you just sit down and I did this the first time I encountered Paul Selig, we read one of his books in my book group and I left it till like the 11th hour and I sat down and I tried to read this thing in like two days. Oh, that's quite the <laughs> And chance. let me tell you, yeah, I wasn't a fan of Paul Selig in that moment of time because it was dense. Yeah, his books are. Yeah. And I love him. And I mostly now listen to, I can't listen to him channel just the way he channels. I can't listen to that though. I, th- I think he's, he's one of the best channelers of our time. So no disrespect, but I listen to him read his books and that seems to work the best for me again, because I can soften my mind and just let what wants to come through and get my attention, grab my attention. But I've been told by my guides a lot, and I'm sure this is true of you too, that a lot of times it's better that I don't channel and that I hear them and that I assimilate it into my own language and my own words and also the words that they specifically, whoever's sitting across from me can hear, because a lot of times that's more powerful. Right. You know, so I love the way that you make that distinction that there's different ways in which we can communicate these otherworldly energies to people that are in their their human skin. We always want to put people in boxes like, oh, I'm a channel. I do it this way. Oh, I'm a psychic. I do it this way. Oh, I'm an an energy healer. I do it this way. It's like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of boxes. I think we all come to it in our own way and how you channel is different than I channel. And and I can't teach anybody how I do it. No, I can teach them the, the basics of how to open up, how to do that. And then they're going to find their own way because it's all about let's utilize the gifts and what our guides want from us and, and how they can work with us and, and even what we came into this life to work with. You know, I firmly believe that both of us came in with these abilities and knowing we were going to use them. You know, for me, it took a long time for them to open up. I don't know about you, but, you know, we we came in with that. And so 
I don't ever want to put anybody down to say, oh, you're not actually doing it right because there is no right way to do anything. Absolutely. I love that. And when I teach intuition development, that's what I teach. I don't teach one way to do it. I teach people the conditions that are most likely to facilitate are making that connection with our intuition. And then I teach them to look at how it's happening for you now because it already is and find your special sauce, find your unique way. Don't copy me. Don't copy Catherine. Don't even copy Paul Selig. (laughs) Just just find out, you know, where your gifts are shining through for you. And they are. Yeah. And that's what you're here to express. Yeah. And I look at gifts as a muscle. I always I always say in my classes, I'm like, all right, we're going to stretch this muscle today. Cause that's something that we can get behind and, you know, and there's some people that can stretch it really far and there's others that, you know, it's not as flexible. And so it's just figuring out what path does each person need and how can you give them those, those tools or those, you know, those practices to kind of keep stretching it. I love that. All right. I want to loop back yeah. because I'm so very, 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 very curious. You're sitting in a class learning to read tarot cards and all of a sudden you started channeling. What did that look like? Like what happened? Uh, so I was, we, we were sitting at this table and there were cards in front of me um, that I had laid out. And all of a sudden I felt like I got hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat because that's where they enter for me. So people that have seen me channel will notice my neck kind of jumps around a lot. So she came in there and then all of a sudden words kept pouring out and I felt like I had no control. I have no idea what I said. I was kind of felt like I was almost levitating up. And the um, director of the center was across from me, but the tarot teacher was next to me. And I do remember she put her hand on my arm and which they say you shouldn't touch channels, which for me, that's not a problem. I can be touched. So she probably was intuitely guided because I needed that grounding. I needed to be back down. And I guess I talked for, she said it was maybe a minute. And afterwards, when she left, I was wiped out. I thought I'd run a marathon. And so it took me a while to get my energy back. And they had some couches there. So I went over and I kind of just sat on the couch to kind of regroup. And that's when um, June kind of said, okay, let's, let's talk about what happened. And it was odd. It was probably six months prior to that. I actually saw a channel and it totally freaked me out. I was totally like, and I kept hearing, you're going to do that. And I thought, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And so then when it happened, she's like, all right. And she had known about that experience. She's like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. And and she's the one that really helped me to grow and to really embrace my gifts and let go of the fear and, and all of the anxiety and all the unknowns that were there and just learn how to trust and, and know what's coming. What was the scariest part? What was the part that made you think, oh my God, I'm never going to do that. I think it was probably a reaction from past lives. Um, I've tapped into a lot of my past lives and just some things that have happened made me think I'm not doing that again in this one. Got it. And so when it did happen, it didn't scare me as much. What scared me more was when I would see new beings come around, like when the druids first showed up. Um, I always do this thing and I even do it now when there's someone that's in and I always say, you know, if you're not of my highest and greatest good and of the light, you need to get out. Right. And if they don't leave, I'm like, all right, well, I guess you can hang out. And sometimes I'm like, okay, get out. Like I did this a couple of weeks ago, this bean showed up and I did that and he stuck around. He just looked at me. He's like, well, hi. And I'm like, all right, you got to go. Well, he went on the other side of my sliding glass doors and just stared at me. And I was like, all right, not what I meant, but you can come on back in because obviously you don't need it. And I always check in with the druids. I'm like, does he stay or does he go? And what I found is if something can't be around me or should not, they're already kicking it out anyway. Right. But, you know, he stuck around. So 
that's kind of how I worked with these energies of just understanding them. And that's really when my sight opened up to be able to see from my third eye and to really connect with other things too. That's beautiful. And it sounds too that by setting that intention and trusting in that intention and trusting in your guidance, you're not worried so much about what's going to come through. Mm, Yeah. I know I'm divinely protected. I, you know, have put a lot of time into that. And, and I always used to say I need protections and boundaries and I've come to find, and I know this will make some of your listeners go what she's nuts, but I found that because I truly trust in source. And there's times when I don't, or I have to recheck myself, but I'm not putting up those boundaries as much because I'm looking at my vibration and my energy as I want my energy and vibration to be direct from source. So if something comes to me that isn't right, I just want it to just transform and just go back out into the universe again at at that level of energy or that source energy. Um, Instead of always being worried. So I feel like when we put protections and boundaries up, we're holding everything back. Right. And I don't want to hold anything back from me. I want it to come through. Now, if there's something that comes around me and I don't like it or it doesn't feel right, yeah, I'll say, okay, get out. But it's not that boundary that's set. It's that protection where those things aren't going to come near me because that vibration I put out is if you're not at my level or if you're not in alignment with that, then it's not right for you. Yeah. No, I think that that's really well put. And I think people that listen to this show have had that message before. Okay, They won't be surprised. I think it's, look, we don't attract things into our space that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. If you're in a lot of fear, if you're very afraid of the spirit world, I'm someone who who was and sometimes still is based on my own conditioning and my own experiences up until now. But I'm not really afraid of my guides and I'm not really afraid. I know when I sit down for a session, I know I'm attracting the highest guides because that's what I do. That's mm-hmm. what they are. That's the energy I'm putting out. And there's no need to fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no need to fear even when there's things that you might like legit be afraid of. In my mind, there's always a better way to handle them than to go into fear. Although fear is natural and normal. So if something scares you, be kind to yourself. You know, we don't judge it. It's just part of the human experience. But again, we can make choices whether or not we want to act in alignment with fear or alignment with love. Yeah. That is so very true. Yeah. And we make those choices and, and we have to understand that if we're not trusting ourselves and source and our guides, that we then constantly have to be in that control piece. And then we're not truly in alignment with where we need to be. And that's a very hard lesson to learn. Um, I'm still learning it myself is just trusting source. I probably do 90% of the time, but that other 10% where I, you know, turn and I've got to control it, I've got to manage it is where I get thrown off sometimes. But that's, that's the key. You know, we just have to trust what's coming. Absolutely. And again, as I tune into your energy now, I'm not worried about what you're attracting. You're doing, you're doing just fine. And, (laughs) uh, and most people listening to, you know, If we reach out with these gifts and ego, if you want to be the most significant channeler in the world and I want to have the highest guides and from a place of ego, you know, you might, you might attract some funky friends, uh, which is still fine. It's just, they might be funky, right? But when we, we reach out with a pure intention to be of service, it's going to flow. And I think for most people, you know, listening to this podcast for you and I, it just flows. Yeah, it it definitely does. And ego is that tough thing that it's hard to really let go of because our egos are to protect us. But sometimes it gets inflated. It gets big. We get excited about something. And and that's the human experience because without the ego, we wouldn't be human. And so 
I look at it as, you know, there's times where mine gets all excited about stuff, but I really have to tone it down. And, and I do look at this work as service. I look at it as it's not my knowledge. It's the person in front of me. It's the knowledge I'm giving to them or the group of people in front of me. And so I want to share that. And I love the fact I don't remember because when they walk away, I don't want to hold that information. I don't want to know if I run into them again on the street or someplace else. I want to say, hey, how are you? And I will remember them, but I won't remember what I said because it's their own information. I just had a situation where a dear friend of mine, but she's been a client on and off. I mean, I've known her for a really long time. She texted me something last night and I didn't read it carefully because I was doing 10,000 things. And she was like, all I got was this is from like 2014, 2015. And it was this whole blurb about her work and how to do things. And I was like, wow, that's like spot on. And she's like, that came from you. (laughs) Really? Are you sure? (laughs) So yeah, I'm familiar with that phenomenon. And I tend to remember people's stories. If I work with somebody repetitively for a long time, especially in a coaching capacity, I will start to remember the details of their story and their lives, which normally if I wasn't in my intuition, I have an amazing memory. I always forget people's names, but I never forget like things that they tell me in their stories. So -hmm. it's amazing. But I know that if I am doing a session, I don't remember anything. And when I come back to sit down again for session number two, especially again, if it's not a client I've been working with for 20 years where the left brain is just, you know, it's picked up some stuff. Yeah. Like who their kids are and how many kids they have and, you know, that their parent was an alcoholic or whatever those kind of, a lot of times I forget everything. And as someone who is also a counselor at times, you know, I have to have to check that and I have to know which hat I'm wearing because sometimes people don't like to come back to a counselor that doesn't remember anything they told them last week. But at the same time, there's a freshness to it, right? When we don't remember and when I'm re-remembering in a session, I trust it so much more that it's my guidance, that I'm being shown that again, that I haven't created a story about the client and I'm not operating from there. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's easy for us to put opinions or judgments or biases or all of those things on the information or what we would do. And I think that's a level of understanding of other people too, is when we can walk away without those or not put those on or think, oh boy, they've got a, they've got a journey ahead of them. It's like, maybe they don't, maybe it's, it's smooth sailing for them. But for me, that would be hard. Exactly. Exactly. And it just lets me hear the guides and the higher self of myself and my clients and let that come through. Mm -hmm. And that's what most people pay me to do. So it's a good thing (laughs) that we, we get to do it. I want to talk a little bit about the specific entities that you channel. Let's talk a little more about the Druids and what they're here to show people, what they're here to teach and and how they've supported you. Yeah. So the the Druids are here to really help people understand their life purpose. Um, We as, as a group of humans have gotten so caught off on where we're going. You know, society tells us you need to, you know, go to school, get the job, have the 401k, get the house, get the family, get, you know, and then you work your whole life and then you retire. And then that's when you can have fun and enjoy. And they're really saying, yeah, that might be the journey for some people, but what is your life path? What is your purpose in life? Um, What is your passion? How can you trust the universe to help you if you're in alignment? 
um, where you don't have to worry about what's coming to you, what's happening. And so they really talk a lot about that. They talk a lot about as we're moving into the fourth and fifth dimension and how the earth is connected with that. They talk about, you know, the energies of the earth and how we can utilize them, how we can connect with them. They've been working with me lately on a lot of ritual type things where we're really pulling in the elements. So um, that's kind of something that they're evolving me on to have an understanding of how this works and how to work with the energy of the elements. Wow. They really just want people to live their ultimately their best life and to understand that we are beings of earth, that we came here for a reason and that mother earth will do anything for us. Um, We just need to give her gratitude back treat her with a little kindness and that will go a very long way as we go. Wow. And I feel like there was one other question you had and I don't remember what it was. Uh, the other question was about you personally, how do these energies, how have they personally impacted you? Yeah. Okay. So personally, they've really shifted my whole belief system, my whole mindset um, as my vibration has been increasing because you know, as you know, as a channel, you know, our vibration and theirs have to be somewhat closer together, or we just kind of really drain each other. So as they've been increasing my vibration, and as they've really shown me how to embrace my gifts, how to understand what's happening, how to, you know, take them on and and really let my body assimilate to it. They've shifted kind of my whole mindset and how I look at things. I always say, you know, I'm definitely not the person I was five years ago. Even the person I was a year ago, I'm not. Um, I went through a huge transformation two years ago where I literally walked away from everything. I had a huge breakup, had left my job, you know, really said, okay, what am I going to do? You know, traveled around a lot, tried to figure out what I was doing. And they were all part of that. Cause I kept checking with them. Like, is this, they're like, you're good. Just keep going. Just keep going. You know? So it was good. It's great to have that connection mm-hmm. with your guidance. As long as you're willing to listen to it, <laughs> they're there anyway. They're always talking, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes six months for you to go, oh, you want me to have her on my show? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a big believer in divine timing. There was I a reason why you didn't notice it last time, six months ago. And then why today, or I guess it was last week, you were like, okay, yes, I yeah. need that. It was uncanny because when I looked, I'm sure a lot of people here are on Facebook and know that, you know, you get the little notification, you click on the notification. I thought it was somebody else's post. Like I had no idea what it was. And then I see you, I have this thought. And then I look down and I'm like, that thought that was in my mind, I actually commented that to her, those exact words six months ago. So it was just, you know, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. That's all I'm saying. You can't. And we're given signs every day. And it's half the time I'm oblivious to them as well. And I like, I see the sign and I'm like, yeah, I should probably do that. And then I just kind of move on. And it's like, at some point they almost get out like the foghorn and they're like, uh, did you hear me yet? Like, yeah. come on, let's go. So it's, it's taking those little signs and saying like you did, you saw the big sign and you're like, okay, yes, this is, this is what yeah. needs to happen. So yeah, no, that one I wasn't going to ignore, but you said something else before that I want to follow up on because I think it's so important. I think that right now energies are very intensified and people are awakening, growing, uplifting at a super crazy pace. Mm -hmm. Do you find, because I know in my work, do you find that a lot of people are walking away from their lives? They're making these big transformations, like they're just up-leveling very quickly. And as a result, 
things in that outside world are having to change really fast for them? So I think what I'm seeing more is there are people that people are making bigger shifts, but what I'm seeing is sometimes they get stuck in the same shift. So they're changing jobs, but is that really where they need to be? Right. Or they're, you know, moving geographically, which I'm a proponent of moving, but not when you think it's going to change where you're at because you're just taking all of your baggage with you. Yes, ma'am. Unless if it's truly for a different shift. And so I really look at it as, and I have seen the people that have left everything and are really elevating up. And those people are the ones that, you know, if they're embracing it and trusting and understanding, it definitely works for them. But I think in the last two years, we've kind of all been stirred up. Like they keep showing me like this pot and like someone's just stirring it. And we're just kind of, and we're all trying to figure out where we're landing again. And some of us have figured it out. Some of us haven't. But I think as the planet and the vibration increases, as we all have to increase our vibration and change our alignment with the energy, that we are going to become more of that alignment. Because if you're not in alignment, I think those are the people that are saying, hey, I've had enough time here. I'm, I'm going to check out. Just because the death portal has been so strong and so open for you know these past few years. I mean, it, it's amazing to me how big it is. And it's starting to close up now. It's starting to get a little smaller from what I've seen. I think there are those shifts, which is awesome and really good to see. And those people that aren't getting it quite right, will figure it out. Yeah. I love what you said though, because I think that both things are happening. There are people that are searching outside of themselves Mm -hmm. to solve the internal discontent. Mm -hmm. And so they might leave a job they might leave a relationship. They might move across country. They're ping-ponging because the discontentment is inside. And, you know, they're sensing, okay, there's not a match with how I'm living my life, but they're also not understanding that life is always an inside-out job. Yeah. And so they're trying to fix it instead of just saying, okay, let's truly go in. And they want me to give an example of this, but they're not giving, they're showing me like a dress and they're saying, it's like when a dress has a hole in it, it's like you just want to keep fixing the outside of the dress. Like someone just keeps sewing it. But it's like, no, let's go inside and let's change the lining of the dress. And then it won't matter that there's a hole on the outside. And I go, so I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. To yeah, me. I don't know if that's actually true, but I get the idea. <laughs> yeah, but that's I'm like, that's not really good. You usually are better than that. <laughs> but that's what they gave me. Your guides are funny. They're like, we're doing just fine. That is yeah. the message. I just we're fine. I don't know what's up with you, but we got this. Someone will understand that. And I hope they reach out to you and say, that was definitely for me. So, yeah. Right. And that's such a good demonstration of the process that, you know, a lot of us that are doing the intuitive work, like you have to just get out of the way. You don't know what's a good example. They know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but actually I love that. And I think it's really, really accurate and it's true. And I am someone who has moved cross country in the last year. It was a long time coming for me and it just, I just got the memo. Okay. Now is the time to go. But for me, it was very clear. I remember when I first said, Hey, I'm doing this thing. One of my teachers slash colleagues was like, well, don't be running away from anything. And I was like, but I'm not, but I'm not. I had like the perfect, happiest situation where I came from and I knew it was time to change. I knew I'd taken that as far as it could go and I was ready for something new. And that's just a different energy than running away. But we learn. And sometimes, you know, I have a client that they have lived in about six different places in the last five years, you know, like because they have geographical, they have the ability to kind of go wherever they want and they have the resources. And yet, you know, 
I'm hoping they're settled now for their sake. But again, when we are thinking about what will make us happy mm-hmm. and thinking about what we should do and doing it that way, we're backwards. We're backwards. Absolutely. It's the people that, you know, go and buy the new house or move geographically or think that the materialistic thing will help. I look at geographical movement sometimes as a materialistic movement too, because you see something shiny and new. And so you want that, but it's like, I can firmly see like you move because that was your next step. You needed the energy of the place that you're in to truly understand that. And so it's like when you move in that true sense of it, that's what makes sense. You know, like I've had the urge to move out of my place for, I don't know, probably three or four years. And I keep purging and I keep shifting and I, I keep hearing not yet, not yet. Because I know if I make the change now, it's not going to be right. And I'm going to move again and I'm going to keep jumping around. So I'm just here and I'm grateful for what I have. And I'm just saying, okay, I'm just going to wait. I'll know when it's right. That's how I was for about three years before the move. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, and I've told the story a bunch of times on the show, but for me, I just kept hearing it was time to downsize and mm-hmm. it was time to move closer to the water. Mm-hmm. But when I would take actions on either of those things, I knew it wasn't the right time, you know? And then all of a sudden it hit me over the head in the summer of 2020. I'm moving to California. <laughs> yeah. From the other coast. Yeah. And, um, but you know, it all makes sense when I look back. And I can tell you the moment that I decided it was uh, October of 2019 when I visited LA for the first time. And I just was like, this is, we're getting close now, Mm -hmm. but it's learning to listen to the nudges. And it's not that I had an idea about myself as I have to go to California because California has A, B, C, D, E, and F. It's that you listen and you listen, like you said, to, for me, I know I needed to be prepared because it was going to be a big shift and a big change in everything about my lifestyle. So I feel that the nudges just helped me make that change gracefully, even though it seems abrupt to people in the outside world. I was I was hearing the memo for a while, so it was preparing me mm-hmm. for the big you know move. But I just love what you said, because whenever I would check in and say, okay, do I downsize now? The answer was no, just soon. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Give it time. Cause you, what you waited until the time was right, but you prepared yourself. You know, you weren't someone that just jumped in and said, Oh, I have to move to California. And then you move and then everything goes wrong. You know, you can't get rid of your stuff. You can't find a place to live. The moving track doesn't show up that, you know, it's like, it just, it probably was smoother than you even imagined it could be. Yeah. For the most part, it's been pretty miraculous. You know, there's, there's a lot going on, but uh, it's been good. All right. I can't believe we've been talking for 45 minutes and I could do this forever, but I can't. So you had promised before we were done that you might do a little channeling for us. So I would love that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They're wanting to give you a specific message, but I want to ask and make sure you are comfortable with that. Yeah. No, I saw that was coming. Yeah. Go (laughs) for it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sounds good. You have made the shift to understand that where you are coming from and where you've come from and where you are going are very different things, but you tend to continue to put things in your way to slow down the process instead of just allowing for it to flow at the rate that we would like it to flow. Because you have those sense of how can you ensure that it is what you want exactly and have a pretty bow on it, that is not what it needs to be. 
For as you are making these shifts and changes, as you are moving into this realm, if you can allow for the speed to come faster, if you can allow for yourself to truly just put your arms down and let it truly come, you will come to find that more and more will happen for you, that you will come across these shifts, that you will come to see that what you look for, what you're asking for in being truly centered in yourself to let go of all of those things that hold you down that you will truly be free and you will truly be able to truly assimilate with yourself and with your path and as you are. So what we want you to take away from this message, because we feel like you're not grasping the one concept we want you to have, let go and let us speed up the timeline. Because when we can get you there faster is when your true work will come when you will be able to help shift the planet and shift yourself and those around you to truly be in that dimension and that realm that you were meant for. Does that make sense to you? Or do you have any questions? That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Sometimes I feel though that I'm like on the roller coaster and I'm like gripping onto the armchairs and the arm rails and it's going really fast. So I could see that that letting go is been challenging to let things happen at the speed of light, which sometimes they have, and it's been mind blowing. But I think there's that human part, right? That's like, wait, hold on. (laughs) I don't know know if I'm ready to be traveling at the speed of light. And you are not holding on to the handrails. You're holding on to the brakes. All right. So let go of the brakes. Exactly. All right. And with that, we know you are in a good spot. Any other questions that you have for us before we go? No, I think that was extremely powerful. Is there anything that you would all like to share with, in general with the listeners of this show? The listeners need to understand that there's so much more each of them can do for the planet and for themselves. And when they are truly aligned, body, mind, and spirit, that they can truly walk their path without all of the things that the human sense and the ego put along them, that the ego will then go into the back seat because they know they are in alignment with the energy of not only the earth, but also the celestial realm. Because they are of the same energy, you can just look at them as a different color. And that when the two of them are truly in alignment down the energetic rod that is in each of you, that they are melding and that it is truly there. For as the human body has the spine to keep it straight and is the center of all that is in the body, there is the energetic cord that also runs in the same place. And as when the spine is off, things do not work as well. The same is for the energetic cord that you hold. And when that is in true alignment, the energy flows and you have the mix of the grounding energy and the celestial energy filling the entire energetic body all will truly be as it should and you will find the peace the contentment and the direction of where you need to go any other questions for us before we go i think that covers it thank you so much for joining us i I look forward to chatting with you again of course with that we wish you thank you okay that was beautiful and you remember everything that came through now still yeah, right now. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask me about an hour, I'll be like, huh? What did I say? Well, I have news for you, my friend. It's been recorded. You can hear it as many <laughs> times as you want. 
<laughs> you know, that is the one thing I'm not good at doing is going back and listening to myself. I even have videos that I need to post and it's just listening to them. Just, I just, I don't know what it is. It's a block I've got up that I need to work on. So, or it may be that you don't need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That could be too. So yeah, yeah I know always have people saying, when are you going to post, you know, from that reading, I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. You know, it'll come. My true share is that I actually really enjoy listening to myself. I listen to my podcast all the time because again, when I am doing this work, I'm out of the way. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in my life, I'm sometimes not out of the way, you know, human and stuff. And so, you know, it's a reset for me as well. So there's a lot of times when I listen to the show for myself. That's wonderful. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that would benefit you too. Who knows? I don't know. But I yeah. get the sense you don't you don't really necessarily need to because when you want to hear your guides, you hear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I do too, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly chatting. And I used to always say, you know, I'm always tuned out and, you know, I'm never tuned into them, you know, because I feel like sometimes it's an invasion of privacy, but now we've kind of learned with people that they're there. And it's like, if it's the right time or the person says, what do you hear? Like I'll say, otherwise it's just things for me or just a fix because that's, that's what it needs to be. So they're always chatting away. Yeah. Those moments too, you know, I always teach boundaries and I think that, you know, these shows like Long Island Medium, which I know is staged, but (laughs) just the idea that, yeah, I go into the grocery store and I just randomly give someone a reading like that's really uncool. Yeah. But I have had those moments where something will come through for somebody randomly, you know, we're at lunch or whatever. And and then it's just about list. I listen a couple of times and make sure that it's really coming through for them and my ego isn't involved. Sometimes it is, but whatever, human. But also then, you know, you're respectful and you say, hey, this is happening. How, how do you feel about that? Is this something you want to know? I've only had one person ever say no. And that was in a class that I was teaching and the guides would not stop. And um, they actually did give her information. And it was like totally general. I had no idea. Like I would never have known what the situation was. Mm-hmm. It came through. She was horrified because it was like spot on. And she, even though she was taking an intuition development class, she had come with a friend. She wasn't like, mm-hmm. she wasn't comfortable. I ran into her. Oh gosh, in April when I was back in Connecticut. <laughs> and she was like, Yeah, I remember you. You totally freaked me out, but that was spot on. <laughs> but that is like the only time I've ever when somebody said no and the guides just they're like, Nope, keep going. And I was like, Okay. So But she needed to hear it as most she did. it was. And I think when you show up, when people show up to a class like that, especially in true development, you know that that teacher is gonna be tapped. And you're going to get said, whether it be from a student or from the teacher or whatever. Yeah. Normally it's part of the deal and people actually, they want that. They want the individualized. And again, it was very respectful. Like I still to this day don't know what the issue was. They just, it was very general information, but apparently it resonated with her. And I'm guessing it was just opening the door that this stuff is possible, right? Sometimes we need that too. Yeah. Oh, this was such a fun conversation. Catherine, if people want to find you, work with you, what does that look like and where do they find you? Absolutely. So they can find me um, on my website, which is thechanneledsource.com. 
So they can go there. Um, I do offer um, free 20 minute sessions of just meet the channel. So if anyone's interested or has questions about how it works or what would be right for them, there is that. I also provide sessions for people if they just want channeled readings and sessions with the information afterwards. And then I also do life purpose coaching, um, which is a five week program. Each week is based on one of the elements. And so it kind of gets people in and kind of gets them on their path. I always say kind of gets them moving. And then, you know, I've had clients that have come back and said, all right, it's been four weeks, let's go back and let's see how it goes. Or I've had others that just kind of go off and and jump on their own. So I also offer that. Um, If you want to see some of my channelings I've done as well, I do have a YouTube channel so they can go and they can view some of the different gallery readings I've done. The channel source is the name of the the YouTube page. So they're welcome for that. Or if you search my name, I think my, I think it'll come up as well. So yeah, that's kind of how they can find me. But yeah, feel free to reach out. There's a comment section, which emails direct to me or my email is also Catherine at the channel source.com. So they're welcome to, to reach out direct. I always love hearing from people. And um, yeah, that's how you can basically find me. Beautifulness. And as always, we'll have all of that information in the show notes so you can find it there too. Catherine, any uh, parting words before we wrap this up? No, I just thank you so much for having me. This was fun. I feel like you're like like my long lost sister. I I feel the same way. I'm so excited and I'm excited to see where uh, this connection will take us. So this is the beautiful thing about doing this podcast, but also listening to your intuition and following it because it takes you to places you didn't even know you could go, right? It does. Yeah, it really does. And you'll be amazed at where it takes you. Absolutely. It's, It's the bestest way to live. All right. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you love what you hear today, it really, really, really helps us to go to iTunes or wherever you listen. Subscribe, leave a five-star review, say some kind words. It gets the podcast in front of other um, eardrums, and it really increases our visibility. So if you feel called to do that, we would love that. If you have questions or comments, send me an email. You can find that on my website, victoriashawntuitive.com, or join the Facebook group, Intuitive Connection Community, and we can play there as well. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.